Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Not that long ago, Michigan was a great and importantly inexpensive place to make a movie. Though, that is true no longer. If we continue to hemorrhage our best and brightest young people to other states, that's bad in the long term. And we're already losing people. Should the state resume offering film tax credits to lure big Hollywood movies? Or is that a waste? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Beverly Hills Cop, starring Eddie Murphy as Axel Foley, was a smash hit back in 1984. While the movie was set, obviously, in California, the character Axel Foley was a Detroit-based police officer in the film. Fast forward to 2022, this week, actually, Eddie Murphy is filming parts of Beverly Hills Cop 4 in Detroit. For a while, movie-making in Michigan was a big deal. In 2008, then-Michigan Governor Jennifer Granholm, a Democrat, approved a tax incentive program for filmmaking, which at the time was the largest incentive in the country. When people say film credits, what exactly happens? I know that it's more or less a tax break, but what is a film tax credit? Yeah, the truth is that it means several different things in different jurisdictions and at different times. The prior Michigan tax credit incentive from back in the Grand Ole administration was a fully refundable tax credit, which was to say that if a production came to Michigan and they spent a certain amount of money, they can essentially get a refund on a percentage of their budget that would be cashed out back to them. So it's an incentive for them to do their business here in Michigan, but they can take the money and bring it out of state. And so that's what led to Hollywood production, they coming here. But it also led to the criticism that those tax incentives were, in essence, handouts to these companies out of state that were taking money and leaving with that money. That right there is the voice of Dr. Brendan Cradell. He's a professor and director of film studies and production at Oakland University. To be clear, though, the tax incentives did not start the film production industry in Michigan. What did? What else? The automobile. Absent significant tax incentives to produce large-scale television and film projects in Michigan, if you sort of revert to the natural state of things, Michigan has a significant commercial and industrial base and has for decades, right? In many ways, in fact, the model was born here in Detroit with the Jam Handy organization, producing films for GM and for training of the factory workers and promotional purposes. And today, there are plenty of agencies that do a lot of work for Big Auto. That hasn't gone anywhere, and it won't go anywhere. 
the incentives don't really affect that business. However, if you think about, you know, a car dealership producing a 30-second spot and what the budget for that 30-second spot would be compared to Gran Torino. At its peak in 2010, the film industry in Michigan generated almost $300 million and created over 5,300 jobs, that according to the Free Press. But also in 2010, Republican Governor Rick Snyder put limits on the credits, and in 2015, he signed a bill that got rid of them altogether. Now, there is talk in 2023 of reviving those credits, but is it too late? States, and not just states, this is an international economy. Countries are competing against each other to attract production. I mean, there is certainly truth to the idea that an incentive, say, 30% fully refundable in one place is more attractive than 28% fully refundable in another place. And so productions are going to flow to the place where there is the most attractive incentive structure. But it's not as simple as that because you need to have an infrastructure in place in order to capitalize on any inbound production. You can't just one day say, okay, we figured it out. Come on back to Detroit, everybody. People grow roots in the places where they are. And once they have those roots, I think this is what we see with Georgia, that becomes a competitive advantage. Georgia now has the kind of crews, but also the kind of facilities where they can make projects as massive as Black Panther. It turns out you just can't snap your fingers and mobilize an industry. Who knew? For every one of those films, you need to have a crew that's standing at the ready waiting for these films to come in. I think this, for me, is the real issue with the kind of pendulum approach to tax incentives that we've taken in Michigan. Industrial policy, whether you're talking about the film business or you're talking about auto, is this inherently conservative thing. And I don't mean conservative in the way that like the Mackinac Center thinks of itself as conservative, but I mean businesses want to know that whatever the government is going to do to support them doing business is going to stay that way for the foreseeable future so that they can make decisions on a five and 10 year timeline about how to plan. When we created the tax incentive structure and then pulled the tax incentive structure away and now are talking about putting the tax incentive structure back in, it opens questions about what kind of a good faith operator we are. Brendan says there is no reason, aside from the tax credits, that Michigan should not be a hub for artists to make movies. A wise woman once told me that the job of those of us who invest in culture is to invest in strengths and not in weaknesses. It's really hard to pour money into a hole and try and fill it up, but it's a lot easier to take money and use it to build up things that you already are doing well. I think Detroit has some of the very same advantages in terms of historic cultural strength that Atlanta has. And I'll be honest, I have been in meetings with film commissioners in other states and other cities who think that we have misplayed our hand here in Michigan and in Detroit so severely that it has accrued to their benefit, right? Because we shouldn't be losing productions to places like Cleveland or Milwaukee because we have a reservoir of cultural talent in Detroit 
And I think that's what we saw happen in Atlanta. And it happened organically in one way, but it also happened because as it was growing organically, there was a sort of accelerant added to that growth in the form of state investment to ensure that there was continued production. Here's another thing. Michigan's population is slipping. In fact, we've done a Daily J on this. You can go back in your feed and check it out. I'm not suggesting allowing movies to be made cheaply will solve that problem, but Brendan says there are plenty of eager young filmmakers. The thing that alarms me the most, I have a somewhat unique vantage on this. I teach students who are the next generation of creatives here in Michigan and who are looking out at what the future holds for them. When I started doing this in Michigan almost 10 years ago, the tax incentives were still in place and students were lining up to study film and television production and video games because they saw an economic future for themselves here in Michigan. Now, 10 years later, they're still lining up. The students still want to be creative, but we don't have nearly the kind of infrastructure to support that economy that we did 10 years ago. If we continue to hemorrhage our best and brightest young people to other states because they're seeking careers that we can't provide for them, that's bad in the long term. And we're already losing people to the kinds of states like Georgia and California that are thriving centers of cultural production. I did have to ask Brendan if he thought the tax credits was a good idea. I assumed he'd say yes immediately, but that's why we never assume. I myself have mixed feelings about it because I don't think it's as simple as advocates or as its opponents say. The rosiest predictions about seeing a dollar back for every 30 cents invested don't seem to check out when I do the math. And yet, on the other hand, the sort of doom and gloom of the opponents of tax credits who say that it's just a handout to Hollywood also don't really ring true to me. So I'm sensitive to the argument that maybe the economics don't check out. The same argument might also be true for all I know of battery plants in Michigan. But we give tax incentives to those too. I am for doing anything that brings cool stuff to Michigan. Though I understand that's not necessarily good financial policy. But is it any worse than spraying billionaires like Dan Gilbert and Chris Illich with tax breaks? I guess that's up to lawmakers. Today's gratitude goes to Dr. Brendan Cradell for his time. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. You can subscribe to The Daily J using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. That's a great way to make sure you don't miss an episode. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. 
Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.